0: This is Pillars of the Franchising, and we're all self-employed here. It's Thursday at 4 p.m. Central, and this is again Pillars of Franchising. And I'm Fred, and my co-host is
1: Ray Pillar, and we have with us today Jane and Brent, who own UPS stores along the left coast, and they are among the top two percent of owners. Is that correct?
2: That's correct.
1: Fantastic. Welcome.
3: Welcome. So, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well,
0: Thank you. you guys are, are a great example of, of a husband and wife team um, growing their business, and that's one of our pillars of, of franchising success. Is, um, how do you grow your business after you get stable?
1: So, Ray, i let us take the first yep. question. Well, how did you guys get started? I know just before we uh, the show started and we were talking a little bit about uh, my situation, um, but uh, I didn't want to bore our listeners too much with that. So uh, why don't you tell us all about how you guys got started and why you decided to go with the UPS store and and what what would all led up to that?
3: Well, um, interesting. I, I spent twenty two years in high tech um, in the human resources organization development arena. And uh, after 22 years and probably several layoffs and running and downsizing, upsizing, mergers and acquisitions, I decided it was enough. Jane at the time was doing just an absolutely wonderful job that she loved um, raising our family and taking care of our home, and we came up with the wild idea of why don't we take advantage of one of these um, exit packages and let's do something on our own happened to be in St. Louis, and said, let's try something here. And so, set some ideas out, found one franchise that wasn't going to be ready at the time, um, and in the process of setting that up, were given an opportunity to buy into the UPS store network, which we took advantage of, and we did. And the intent was basically to release me from high tech to get us to stay put in a place that uh, wasn't going to require me to move anymore, um, that we could kind of start thinking about where do we want to be. And we happened to live there. So what better place to build a business than the place we really wanted to be? So there you That's go. That's Off we
1: went. Yeah. yeah. How much research did you do? Did you look at any other franchises, or were you uh, immediately hooked on the UPS stores?
4: Well, our first franchise that we were looking at had nothing to do with UPS stores, and that's the one that we originally purchased with no place to put it. Um, The UPS store came around because Brent had mentioned years ago when we'd lived in San Diego that he might not mind opening one of those little stores that we'd seen driving around. At the time, they were called mailboxes, et cetera. Um, So when Mm -hmm. we were starting here looking into franchises and we had found one, it was actually a coffee house. Knowing it wasn't going to come around anytime soon enough for us, we had a friend who happened to be selling one of those little stores Brent had always talked about. And so we thought, okay, this will tide us over until the coffee house really gets going. So we bought our <laughs> UPS store.
1: That's fantastic. That's a good story.
0: And 13 I, years I, I, later, I,
1: you're I, still there. Yeah. So, and then you expanded from that point? Is that it? Or.
3: Uh, no, what happened was um, after after owning the um, the first UPS store, we we realized uh, exactly what we had, and what and and most importantly, what we learned is what we didn't have, um, and we were kind of starting to think of what do we want to do. And the individual that sold us the first store had an opportunity to move on in his career, and he offered us up another store that was here in San Luis that was just a couple of miles from the one we had. And it was the one that had all the right pieces in it. So the offer that he gave us to buy it was too good to pass up. And we said, this is the one we've got to build. So really it was kind of a, the first one was, yeah, let's get into it because we wanted to, but the second one we knew what was missing in the first one. And it came with the offering of that second store. So we bought it, and in the meantime, talked to some people that told us if you were interested in selling the one, let us know. Um, And so they bought it, and we made a transition to the current
4: store that we're in. Part of the reason was as well that first franchise that was a coffee house was coming to fruition all about the same time. So we were looking at two UPS doors plus a coffee house from the ground up and there's only so much of us to go around. We had a couple kids in high school. Um you know, life just had too many tendrils to kind of keep our arms round. So we said, "We'll sell the first store," which we did. Open the second store, great location as Brent said all the bells and whistles. Um, and he went over to the new UPS store. I went over to the coffee house. We decided we would divide and conquer. <laughs>
2: That's
0: a good so way of doing it. So a question
2: for you. Yeah, it's a
4: good question way of putting player. it, but it wasn't very effective. <laughs> no, <it>
2: wasn't.
0: <laughs> so why didn't you just merge the coffee house with the UPS store and, and have a coffee UPS store? Because to me, I'd never leave there.
4: Yeah, well, that's what you think until you start getting into it. Interestingly enough, you know, being naive is really a wonderful thing when you're starting a business because you might not start it otherwise. Um, with the coffee house, it was too close to food, for one thing. Um, so the whole demographic of coffee and everything that it took to do the coffee house was a little bit more than what we had anticipated, as well as... You you probably are well aware. With a franchise, there are certain things that uh, you need to stay within the franchise idea. And right now, UPS stores aren't UPS store slash coffee houses.
1: And coffee. Yeah, houses that aren't. sounds like a good a good model. I mean, like like Fred said, I I would definitely spend some time there.
4: Well, you know what's funny is we have another coffee house just down two doors down in our center where the coffee house or where the UPS store is. And we do have a customer who comes in every morning buying the staff coffee, me coffee, and he'll come in and do his copying in our little copy area for customers on a daily basis. So we kind of have a cheers environment at a UPS store. Nothing we'd anticipated getting, but it's there. So we merge it in a different way.
0: I was gonna say, add a deli onto that, and you could you could <coughs> rent virtual, you could rent desks there, and people would never leave.
4: Office space? Oh yeah, we have all sorts of ideas. As long as um, as long as we can toss the franchisor into it, and, you know that should be pretty easy. The UPS store, they'll listen to us.
0: Why shouldn't they? You're in the top 2%. I mean, you know, got to mean something.
4: It's a franchise. Well, Remember we, that. One of the reasons we are in the top 2% is because there are certain lines you don't cross. You really need to take what you've got and run with it. You can add so much into it that all you do is water it down.
0: I understand about coloring within the lines of, of a franchise. Yeah.
4: yeah
1: there, there, there are certain lines you definitely cannot cross you know like the logo and the colors and you know things like that but does UPS give you a certain amount of autonomy in in what you do Uh, or is it pretty much everything set in stone the store's got to look exactly like this and be laid out like this and you have to buy the materials from them or you know how much autonomy does uh, UPS give you?
4: You know, when it comes to local marketing, you can do a lot of things, and, yes, there are lines you don't cross when it comes to logos, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, UPS stores are supposed to have a certain look to them. None of them have Mm -hmm. the exact same footprint, so they're all going to be slightly different in their layout, but that is done by corporate. the nice about having the franchise is they do all that work and research and figure out where all the outlets need to go and cabinetry needs to be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, of course, the flip side of that is you get to argue with them when you want to put it two inches to the right or left, but,
2: you know.
3: I had, I had you know, the franchise model was one I, that, from my end, and what I, I think I, when Jay and I were talking about this, there was a very specific reason I wanted the franchise. You know, having spent the time that I did in corporate America, I didn't want to have to build the infrastructure that's required to have a business. There, there Absolutely. Was, there was just, there was, you know, I look at our point of sale machines, I look at our marketing campaigns, our imaging, the processes, the systems, all those things that you kind of take for granted when you start a business from scratch, they come already, and and they're built to work, and they do work. And that just kind of gives, gave me, and I knew it would give me the the, the structure I needed to basically go out and run a business and then I could pick the things that I wanted to work on and work on those and then improve on those things so I liked it because it, it just it about out gave me that now having owned the UPS store as long as we have I, I really couldn't imagine building the technology and some of the processes that they put in place um, it I, I, it's. It, it, It's just way beyond my scope. So going to franchise has allowed me to go into business and not have to go crazy with all the investment that's required behind the scenes.
4: It's interesting with Brent and I, um, he does really like his boxes that he can check off. Um, It keeps him um, organized and gives him something to build on. I tend to take a look at a box and try and bust through it. As as difficult as it is, sometimes for Brent to be on the other side as he's trying to wheel me back in, it is one of the things that's helped propel us forward. Um, As I'm trying to think outside with a UPS door, but coming up with new harebrained ideas or new equipment or whatever it might be I think maybe we should go into, he's on the other side doing the operational side of things that helps balance things out. So that between the two of us, I don't come up with an idea that never gets implemented, and we don't try and implement ideas that will never work, the- theoretically.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah but,
1: but, you know, that, that is fantastic. You guys have that organized the way you do. Each has your, your own mm-hmm. niche in, within the business. I think that's really good. I, yeah, I know is... um, True
3: yeah it that came along more i think that we kind of it, when it was small still um it, we it was it was just so easy to be able to sit back and to say you do this i do this and we were always talking about it and 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 in, and it was so small that it always kind of encompassed everything but when, as we started to get bigger and as the as you know more customers came in sales went up we found that that the different, we call them profit centers in our store, started to, to get big, and we couldn't keep our hands around them all. Um, and it was, wait a minute, we, we, we can't keep up. So we were somewhat by growth forced to, to kind of look at it and say, look, it, you're good at this part, take that and you'll run that, and you're good at this part, take that and you'll run that, and kind of divide it up. And that was the, that was, <laughs> that was, that was the original intent.
4: You know what's really funny is he said, we divided it up because you're good at this and I'm good at that. Truth be told, it's, well, someone has to do this. Yeah. <laughs> who wants to do it most? Or or who's who might be better at it than the other person? It's not necessarily a question. Oh, me, me, pick me. It's like, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, it was, who stepped back
3: and forward? and, and that, that got it? Because, yeah, it was... But there, I think, there was to some degree we we started to learn from each other what we were just kind of though we didn't like certain things, we saw that we were good at certain things, and so kind of letting that naturally evolve was was a really important thing to do
1: that's a good way to put it because that's exactly what happened to Martha and i uh, she she came on uh, when she was working outside the field she she would always we talk a little bit about the business at home but not too much and we talk a little bit about her coming on board and basically she says you know this that's not for me I'm I'm, I'm not the leader type person that uh, as an owner I would have to be and I don't have this ability or that ability when she did finally come on board she grasped the business with both hands and ran with it she had ideas and she stood up in front of all of our employees and, and talked to them like she was talking, you know, to two, one or two people. And it, it just truly amazed me how all her abilities that had been hidden all this time came out and yeah. she really did a fantastic job. I mean, and that's exactly what we did. We we looked at what are you good at? What am I good at? And we took and ran with our individual abilities and, and and that's when the business really began to take off.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could leverage a lot more and scale things a lot more as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that's... And, and, and you know, we we can talk about that and say that's simply what we did, but that was kind of a really hard transition to make because mm-hmm. from my end, I, I had to give some things up and turn my back on them, which was, you know, I typically had my arms around every little piece. And, you know, and, and, and then, you know... I Having to give up, I, I call it with my staff. I'm having to give up the keys to the Ferrari, um, and <laughs> it's it's somebody that I don't, I though I know. I'm not sure how they're going to respond in these situations because in this environment, this is something new. So it was it was a really difficult transition to make. um And again, I think with the structure of the franchise,
1: that kind of helped us a bit. So
2: no.
1: <laughs> um, when uh, it was time for Martha to come on board. We, I was apprehensive about it because you know we had a perfect marriage, and I didn't want to destroy that marriage by being around the woman I love for you know 24/7. And, but it's it, it really worked out. It, 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 you know we we basically said. When we go home, we're not going to talk or we're going to talk very little about the business. And that worked out because we talked a lot about the business when we were at work. And uh, our marriage, you know, flourished. It, it did not go downhill because we were around each other too much.
4: <laughs> you know, I think. How, 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 are
1: you, how about you guys? And have you noticed any difference in your relationship?
4: Well, every, every relationship has different roles. Um, Brent and I don't necessarily leave work talk at work, but we definitely try to leave home talk at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a whole staff we're working with on a daily basis, and I don't know what it's like to work for an old couple. I've never done it before, but that's what we're asking our staff to do. Um, yeah. So <laughs> bless their hearts. And and Brent has a yeah. completely different approach with them than I do. Um, Which is all right. In fact, I've talked with our our print production manager about it, and I said, you know, I I know it's probably more difficult because Brent's on one side and I'm on the other, and he says, actually, there's benefits to both. It's like, you know, your kid's playing mom against dad, but we're wise to them. That's
1: that's very true. That's very true. I know know, uh, if one of our field employees approaches uh, one of the office managers and they don't get what they want, they say, well, I'm going to go talk to Ray, and of course, what does Ray say? He says, Well, you, you know, I got to talk to the field manager to find out what's going on. I don't, act, you know, immediately acquiesce.
3: Smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart. They learn. That's normal. Yeah. I think they even inside, but that's pretty good.
1: So,
0: as a couple, what are the, some of the downsides being a couple running a business that you've run into?
4: Oh, boy. Okay, you're asking us to air these. Here we go. <laughs> let, me get, let me get my list because it goes both ways for us. Um, there, there are some There, there are some downsides. And that, uh, that being said, we've been married over 35 years, and we've been in business together now, at least with this business, for over 13. So uh, somewhere along the line, we're doing something right. But that doesn't mean that it's not without its challenges. Um, You know, I can't come home and whine and complain about this guy at my office because that happens to be him, and he can't do the same. So we have to find that middle ground on how that works and how I can discuss what's frustrating me and what's difficult without putting the other one completely off guard. That takes um, some skill, and some of that is learned. Brent's laughing here. Join on
2: in
3: here, honey. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I say what I always, we, you know, we started thinking about, you know, how we did all of this, and I, and I think it really kind of starts with, with a pretty strong value system. Um, you know, Jane and I have a very, very strong one in that we believe just certain things, and and we, we've, we've had that for the 35 years we've been married, and, and and we just look at each other and 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 say that you know we're strong and we try to make decisions that are you know consistent with what we believe and what we do. And so when we when we bring a business into this it's it's hard to separate the two because who we are is what you see when you get to the store. Um and I think that's an important uh, important thing to remember as as a couple working because you I think it's almost impossible sometimes to separate them and to li- literally segregate it, um, because what you are is who you are, and, and and have to figure out how to make this work together. Yes, there's going to be ups and downs, yes, there's going to be good and bad, and we've had our doozies, there's no question about it, um, but we always have found a way to step back, take a breath, breathe, let's calm down, let's think this through get back on the track that we need to be, and, and make adjustments. So it's, you know, I, I, I don't think we can sit here and say that it's all wonderful um, in terms of, yeah, you know, this is just always great. Um, there have been both, as Jane kind of said, and, and it's really a matter of what do you value, what's important, what's going to, you know, where are you going to cross lines, where are you not going to cross lines. And, you know, sometimes you got to fall on your sword and say, I'm sorry. Sometimes, you know, you hold your ground. Uh, I don't think there's a magical formula here. What I did is is I think it's the strong faith in the values that you have that make it stick together. And anybody that does this as a couple, I think, has to look at this and say, hey, be prepared because there's going to be some big waves coming through here and giving up is not an option. I think that's really really
2: important
1: to talk about before you do it. So, yeah, it is. It is important to, to talk about because the, the the values that you have and you bring to the business is you know, as part of who you are and I think that's the the values that you bring has made you successful as well as the values that we have brought, you know, to our our business here has uh, made us successful. And to me that's very important. Being transparent and honest with everyone, not you know, including your spouse, including all your employees. Uh, there is very little that we do here that I basically don't discuss with uh, at least the management staff to to make sure that you know every, everybody knows what's going to be happening.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I've, I've always felt, and I ever since I've been in industry. You know, I've always been a believer that, you know, and I, when I do talks on starting a business, we talk about where's the real breaking points in it. And, and if you look at statistics, you know, typically, you know, 50%, the easy 50 to 65% of the businesses that fail, fail because of management or people issues. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you think of that, you know, people come to work. Because of a reason and so to separate out the emotional side of it with the business side of it and try to segregate the two I I, I don't think that's really possible what I think is possible is that you have to manage that and if you manage it correctly then you have typically a happy workforce you have people that want to come back to work and people that are willing to go the extra mile for you and I and, and so building that culture and that value system I think is absolutely important to have and to ignore it I think is a big mistake um, the places that I've seen, I mean, I remember, I, I won't say the name of the company, but it was in your neck of the woods, I think. It was in, in, a, in a little town called Napier, Illinois, I think it was called. And and they had this company that they wanted me to come to work for. And when I walked into it, there was this whole thing on the wall about their 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 values, what they valued and what they stood for.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, this was right there in front for everybody to look at. And as I went in and I talked to them, I said, they really believe this. And and
2: this just feels so good. It was an Mm -hmm. eye-opener for me and something that I've kind of
3: never forgotten. And as I did my businesses and as we put this together, I told Jane, I said, I want our people to want to be here, not because they have to be here. So that's kind of a short way to get at that, but I think enough said there.
1: Oh no! Oh, you, you you hit the nail right on the head, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure you could ask any one of our employees. We have about 48 employees here, and I think you can ask any one of them: as, uh, Do you feel at home here? Do you feel like this is family? And they would definitely say yes. This, you know, my work's place is like a family to me. And as a matter of fact, that and I, I asked an employee came to me, or I asked her one day, basically. You know, what's the best part of your day? And I'm thinking, well, she's going to tell me when she goes home. She says, no, when I come to work in the morning. And I said, what? She says, sure, <laughs> I have all my good friends here. And, you know, we talk and we have a good time. We carry on. And the worst part of my day is when I get home because then i got to make dinner and i got to make sure we have enough food. i got to make sure the kids get their homework done. I, you know, and she went on and on and on and listed about ten different things. So the best part of her day was coming to work in the morning, and that just really made me feel good. There you so go. one yeah. comment
0: on that. One comment on that one, Ray. You're paying her too much. You should have cut her, cut her wages in um, half. <laughs> yeah. After all, it's play then. So Brent and Jane, mm. you you talked about some of the challenges you face in your relationship, being a couple, and and dealing with employees. What about growing going into the business community at large? Do you, have you any, ever faced any issues because you're a couple, as opposed to? Uh, two people who spend a lot of time with each other but aren't married to each other. Strange comment.
4: Okay, let me, me, I just want to make sure I understand what you're asking. You're asking if it's more difficult for us to grow our business as a couple than it would be if we were individual?
0: Well, what I'm asking is have you run into into any issues in the community at large as you've done business development, done community outreach, things like that, uh, people dealing with you as a couple.
4: No, oh, I can tell you that um, I typically do the marketing and networking for the store for the most part, um, but I pull in a different demographic than say Brent will from time to time. Brent has a executive group he gets together with, I've got a women's group I get together with, but we don't stop there because our staff does it as well. Our print production manager, he's oh a little younger than we are, and he pulls a whole different demographic than we do. So I think what we do is we simply play to the area we feel we're going to get the most bang for our buck. I haven't found that we contradict when we're out. That would then pose a problem, but we're all on the same mission, it's the same is working towards the same goal, and that keeps the message uniform. Although it might be stated differently, it, it's not confusing for the community.
3: And I, I mean, I see. I mean, people come into the store, and they will specifically ask Jane, King based on how they were introduced to the store. It's very common for someone to come in and say, "Well, I'm looking for Jane," and then I show up, and they go, "Like, well, nice to meet you, but I was looking for Jane," and vice versa. <laughs> okay. And, 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 mm-hmm. and and you know and they don't they don't look at it that way. Um so I mean I I kind of believe that we have to be, you know, we have to focus on we have to focus on giving the service that we're providing and and kind of it's, it's kind of transparent if I can use that term in terms of, you know, what's happening. It's our business that they're coming to and any of us can help get what they need. And 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 that's kind of what we push and and you know, me being you know, with my background, I'm a very much, I, I, I kind of like things to be kind of overall spread and everybody have a say in what's going on. So trying to focus on one person or as a couple, I mean, I'd rather it always be the whole piece that's there that's working.
0: Awesome. Go ahead, Ray.
1: I'd like to kind of change the subject just a little bit here. Um, and one of the things that is definitely on probably many franchise owners' minds is succession. What plans, if any, have you made for succession um, or maybe not? Uh, have you planned on staying in, in, in the UPS business for you know foreseeable future? Or uh, have you started to take a look at, ways in which you can uh, pull back from the business?
4: Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that. After, after the coffee house, which we started in, in 2007, and it just it started with bang bangbusters, um, and by January of 2008, it, it, it hit the bottom um, with the great recession that we had. And so after that, we always learned there's an exit strategy that's required for every business you open. That being said, there's several options for the exit strategy. I can tell you that every year, Brent and I will sit down and we'll say, okay, where are we at? What have we done? What do we want to do? And in part of that, every year is, do we want to continue? Because it's not it's not a requirement that we stay doing this. It's whether or not we choose and want to. Um, right now, we aren't ready to retire, so we don't have, you know, we're definitely doing this. But, you know, i got to tell you, it it really will depend on how the future unfolds. Right now we're happy, we've got a great store, we're doing well, I don't know if in 10 years we're still gonna be doing this. We have several options and we've discussed what those options would be, whether you sell outright, whether you hire a manager and use it as an annuity, (laughs) Whether you take a look mm-hmm. at the staff and maybe there's a staff member who you might want to help get into the business, there's lots of options. But right now, until we're ready to employ one, I can't say that there's one in specific that we're looking at.
3: I mean, I, I know, and I've, um, when we opened the store 12 years ago, we, have, we had a plan. We knew what we wanted. Um, so getting this status that we got, was the it was, it was really the lofty goal. It was, you know, the vision was get to platinum. And we would sit back and say, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. But it was such a lofty goal that I, I didn't think we'd, have, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't think we'd get it. You have to believe that. But when it finally happened, it happened seemed rather quickly. And there we were. And I'm saying, okay, and, you know, and it's, it's easy to sit and kind of pound the chest and say, look at what we did. But the reality is, is, we hit the goal, we got it.
2: And yep. my training
3: yep. said to me, Wait a minute, let's not get too 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 off an edge here. What happens when you hit the goal? Well you gotta sit back and you gotta restart it. And and mm-hmm. that's the process that we're going through. Um, because now we come back and okay, what's next? Because as you said earlier when we were talking, if you don't do anything so you can't let it. This is a living, breathing system, and if you don't nurture it and grow it, it dies.
4: you have to be very intentional with your marketing yes. and, and the future of your company. And and Brenda's right, if it doesn't grow, it dies. I'm not at all interested in a slow, long, painful death. Right. Having said that, there, I think there,
3: you know, I, you know, we still we still have a few more years left in our careers, and, and before we we can even start thinking about that. So, you know, we I think, as Jane was saying, ahead we might look at it and say, well, maybe we've done our goals here. Maybe we need to go do something else. Um, right now, we're looking at that. We always look at that. And right now, it says keep building. Um, and, you know, we've added goals for this year, 2018, and they're in play. And we will kind of look at it again next year and see where it takes
2: us.
4: Yeah, a little bit different from a lot of the other stores when we talk with them, Brent and I actually sit down with our management team and do a marketing plan every year. It's simple, it's one or two pages, it's not huge, but it helps keep us on track. It gives us quantifiable goals that we're trying to reach and some methods that we want to use to get there. And then after you do all that, you actually have to then do them. So that's where the work comes in. And one of the nice things about working as a couple with this is Brent might go, hey, have we done anything with? And I go, oh, darn, no. Or I'll say, you know what we've done with this? And Oh, I completely forgot about that. So between the two of us, we can help for the other one on when it comes to reaching new goals. But they have to be quantifiable or it, it doesn't do you any good. You've got nothing to measure it by.
1: I think the most important thing you can share with other uh, potential uh, franchise owners is the fact that you're giving thought to succession. You're giving thought to what's going to happen down the road. And uh, I I do believe that there are some people who get into business thinking that, well, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life and I have no thought about expanding. I have no thought about what's going to happen when I reach a certain age. So uh, giving any thought to, to that, uh, you know, uh, I give kudos to you guys for, for doing that. That's fantastic.
4: Yeah. You know, a business is an investment, and with any investment, you have goals and you have cutoff points. You're not going to watch a stock, hopefully, go down until it's worth absolutely nothing without selling it before then. You're also not going to watch a mm-hmm. stock up to what you want it to be and then hope it goes up higher. There's a, a give and take when it comes to a business, and there's a lot more involved than just the financial side. There's the you know emotional side, there's the physical mm. side, you know the, the requirement, life changes. You know we just got a new grandbaby, our first one. Woohoo! So all Woo-hoo! <laughs> Of course, she's beautiful, <laughs> smarter than any other child's ever been, you know, on and on it goes. But based on what my interest shifted and the different. amount of time I want to put in has changed just a little bit. So we take a look at that and say, okay, how does that look for us overall as our portfolio, meaning our family, our business, our future? And we are looking into other opportunities going forward too. Yeah, and mm-hmm, one more mm-hmm. thing on on that, you know, when we when we had –
3: when we lost, and, and I say when we when we decided to pull the pin on the coffee house, um, there was really a clear plan about what we wouldn't we wouldn't do, and we did that before we started. And so when 2008 came around, we knew what to look for, and and we were really honest with how it was it was it was doing, and when. Started to go in the back in the wrong direction. We put a line and we put a line in the in, in the ground and said it can't go past this. If it does, we have to. And I always use the term we're going to have to cut the arm off to keep everything else alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we actually we actually talked about that, made that decision before it happened. And you know we we've, we've had those discussions about our current business as well. Um, you know, fortunately, it's gone in the opposite direction. But again, having that view of succession, what are you going to do if winner's enough? Enough? Do you want to keep it? Do you want to pass it on? Who wants it? Um, you because know, it's just not. It, this is this is a real live thing that you just can't turn your back on. And when it gets to be to the levels that we're at, when you do take your eye off it, you feel it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's not good. So you've, you've got to, you've got to be there. You've got to always be thinking this stuff. It doesn't end.
1: Yeah. Business takes a life of of its own. And that, you know, and how, what form that life takes is really, uh, has to do with, uh, yourselves, you know, what your work ethic is and, and, uh, how you treat people. And, To me, I think the most successful businesses will have that good work ethic that people love working for you and they they feel uh, a sense of belonging, which is uh, extremely important in in any employment with anybody.
4: You know, um, we touched a little bit earlier about having a strategy, but when, when you start a business, you know what it takes to start a business up. So you know what you're asking a potential buyer to go through to get things going. Um, what you've done to help it along to perhaps make that transition easier will benefit you when you are in a position to say, okay, it's time to pass this on, whether it's to a family member, an employee, a manager, or whatever it is. is, you're Really, your best bet to do when you start looking at your succession planning is to set yourself up as a successful business on the onset.
1: hmm hmm so mm-hmm. that, Speaking that of that family me members, do you have any family members working for you at this point? No, we do
3: not right now. We did at one point, um, and um, it was good and it was bad. <laughs> um, and, you no, thank goodness, you know, everything is fine, um, and, and I think it was a good learning for all of us. Um, but uh, um, that's a different dynamic but I think what held it together is that you know, we always felt you know, things are supposed to be doing things a certain way. The business is supposed to be this, yeah. and, and the family members that would be involved in that would be treated like everybody else. And if they can't, if they can't do that, you have, to, uh, you have to respond to them basically the same as everybody else. And we stuck to that pretty much for the most part.
4: There's always been a lot of respect between us and our staff members as well as us and our children. And that I think was a a good solid base with which to leap into business together, even as a couple, let alone with our kids. I can tell you one of the Mm -hmm. benefits now is gone and they've worked for other people, they have a (laughs) whole different view of how we were.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. It's really, it's Uh, kind of uh,
3: humbling in a way because I think all of us. Kind of, a, now that we're a little bit further along and and a, and a little bit more wiser, um, we kind of appreciate what's gone on here more than we probably would have um, uh, several years ago. Um, and and mm-hmm. you know, and you get you get a lot of comments saying, you know, makes how's this going? What's going on here? Are you careful about this? Are you careful about that? And you kind of smile because you say, you know, several years ago that would never have happened, and and that yeah. is happening now, which is which is kind of cool. It is.
2: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it, it, it is important. Uh, I have a son working for us now, and uh, a daughter-in-law, and uh, basically we've had the conversation before they started. That, this is the business. This is the family side, and it's going to be very difficult for both of us not to blend those two together. But we we will have to separate them, and I, I think it's so far. Uh, it's been working. My son's been working for us for about four years, and uh, he respects me as 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 the owner of the business, and he respects me as his dad, but in a different light. So that that is you need to have that conversation before you you have invite family members to be uh, in the business with you.
3: Yeah, and I th- and I think too that also what what was an eye opener, and me being in behavioral science as much as I am. You know, I, I looked at um, – I, I underestimate, I have to say, that this, this whole generational shift um, that, that everybody talks about now. You know, when, I remember when I started my career, you know, 30-plus years ago, that we looked at things this way, okay? And, you know, people were saying, what do you mean there's going to be no pension plan? What's a 401k plan? I mean, what are stock <laughs> options? okay and and what where's my retirement and that whole transition that was going on there and you know i constantly tell my staff we we have these things called phones cell phones and at that time we were dealing with the ibm pc2 you know and, <laughs> and 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 so that was the generation that goes on there well now we have this generation that's got data's coming at them so fast and technology that's changed tremendously, their mindsets are different. And you really have to work on you know, getting those to work together because your staff right now, I mean my staff that I have, they they teach me things. Though I teach them things <laughs> and they teach things and they know that. That has an emotional hit to it <laughs> when you realize what's going on here. And and then you know you can kinda of start Ooh. appealing that on you gets know, to be pretty complex. In terms of how you deal with that, so that's a big challenge, and I think we saw that with our kids and our staff, and I don't think that's ever going to go away. Businesses
1: evolve. I think mm-hmm. that's going to. Go. Yep, definitely, that's part of it.
0: So, one quick question here: How would you say that you're different? Because the everyone knows franchisees are all the same, except for those of us who work for them, and we realize. Um, <laughs> You guys are different. How do you differ from the other UPS stores in the area?
4: You know, I was asked this at one of my networking groups, and I said, oh, boy, come up with it quick. But actually, it came pretty easy. Truly, everyone manages differently. Um, We have invested heavily in staff. We have uh, invested heavily in equipment and in training. And when you come into our store and you need to get uh, printing done or you need to ship something, it is an entirely different environment than when you walk into the store. And what really sets us apart truly is our people at the front counter to our print department in the back and then all the equipment we have to do what we need to do. I, and I
3: don't, I don't know if I can really answer that because I don't go into those other stores and say, what makes you different than me? Um, All I can do is focus on what we do. We have a very clear vision and direction of what we want to do, and we go live by that. And, you know, and if we meet, we meet, and if we don't, we don't. Um, The franchise pieces are the common threads. Um, They make us, yeah, they make us, for lack of better terms, look alike, give the right type of service, and so forth. But how each of us do that is what gives it their own DNA. And, And so to answer your question, it's just the DNA. DNA is different, mm-hmm. and and which owner is going to have that different DNA.
1: Mm-hmm. That that's a good way of putting it. DNA is because uh, everybody has a uh, slightly different DNA. Me, maybe of the same race and everything, but the DNA is totally different.
2: Uh, yep. Well, not
1: totally different, but you know. Uh, a, and I I think we we've been asked that same question uh, many times as well, and 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 basically, uh, you know, we just uh, let people know that. We will provide you with the best service we possibly can and both from the standpoint of uh, when we go out to uh, actually service your home and also from a managerial standpoint, and we will work with you as as, as much as humanly possible. So I, I think we're getting close to the end here, are we not, Fred?
0: Yes, we are, and that's going to take us out. So we want to thank Brent and Jane yeah, Castro from the San Luis Obispo Platinum UPS store for being our guest, and we'll be on here again next week. Same Pillars of Franchising time, same Pillars of Franchising station, and visit us at PillarsOfFranchising.com. Have a great week, everyone.
1: Thanks, Jane and Brad, for being with us.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
1: You bet. Bye-bye.